Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to episode 20 of Good Boss. Yay! Oh my god, if I had to use my sound effect of the applause at any point, it was definitely going to be today to announce the new name. I mean, I've already announced it on Instagram, but if you don't follow me there, then you might not have seen that I have renamed my podcast. I have retired Coco Studio Chats, RIP, and we are now a Good Boss podcast. I am so excited. I... I've had a lot of mixed feelings, to be completely honest with you, about this name. But at the end of the day, I love it. Um, It kind of came to my realization that if people were searching up podcasts on the app, they would have no idea what Coco Studio is, who I am, what I do. So the name didn't really give off any insight into what the podcast was about. So I started brainstorming and I wanted to come up with a name that was completely separate to my business so that people knew what it was. And obviously it's still linked to my business. Like if you go on the podcast app, it says Coco Studio just underneath Good Boss. But yeah, I wanted something new, something fresh. Um, And yeah, I started brainstorming and trying to come up with different ideas. And the thing that started coming up a lot was the word creative, like creative business podcast, creative life, uh, creative boss, that creative boss, like all these words of creative um, started coming up. And my whole thing is there are already so many podcasts with the name creative in it. I feel like it's just, it's been done and it's, I mean, it's been done well, obviously it's a very good insight because this is a creative business podcast, but yeah, I wanted to try and stay away from that. So I came up with some pretty out there names. Um, Another name that I actually had that I did quite like was CEO, Creative Entrepreneurs Only. (laughs) But I thought that was too long and I wanted something a bit shorter, something catchy, something that was easy to remember. And that was how Good Boss was born. I, like I said, I got a lot of mixed feelings about it. Some people loved it. Some people said, hey, like, this is not really good. It doesn't really make sense, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I absolutely loved it from the time that I wrote it down on my notes on my iPad. And so here we are. Welcome to Good Boss. I mean, it's the same thing, really. It's we're episode 20. Um, I'm not changing any kind of concept of the podcast. It was really just the name that changed. And I also have created an Instagram account for Good Boss. So if you'd like to follow me, it is at Good Boss Podcast on Instagram and I'll make sure to have it linked below in the show notes as always. And you can also follow me at Coco Studio. So that is the information about the new name. We're going to move forward. Good Boss. We're going to have a lot of good bosses on here. I just, I love saying it. I love it already. So today, as you can tell by the title, we are going to be talking about everyone's favorite thing which is finance. It's actually my least favorite thing. Let's be completely honest. I My background in finance is horrible. I mean, if we go back all the way to even in high school, I just flunked maths, especially all the finance related, you know, I don't even know what they call it in high school, I guess units or I mean, no, that, that's university, but any kind of finance related question in a math exam in high school, I was out of there. I just 
could not, I, I'm not a maths person. Okay. I mean, even maths in general, even like if we're not talking finance maths, but like maths, maths, and even science, like that just was not, I was not that kid in high school. I was like the humanities kid, the arts kid. I mean, which kind of makes sense, right? But yeah, so my finance background is very limited. And this is why we're talking about the mistakes that I've made in my years of working for myself slash freelancing. So that is what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to be sharing three mistakes that I have made so that hopefully you don't make the same mistake. Um, I think every creative business owner would agree that running or trying to be their own bookkeeper is definitely not their favorite part of their business. But at the end of the day, it is so crucial and it is such a crucial part of business. And as you will learn today, I have definitely made my fair share of mistakes over the years. So I really want to share this with you today in the hopes that you can do better than me and that you can send me a DM and say, hey, thanks for sharing this. I've set this up now. I'm not going to make the same mistake you did. And you can definitely have a better finance journey overall. So I'm going to get straight into it. First mistake, not tracking my money at all for pretty much the first year of being in business. So, I mean, officially my business starting in February of 2020, but I did start having clients um, just after I left uni, so mid-year through 2019. So from mid-2019 to about mid to late 2020, I wasn't tracking anything at all, which is so bad to think about and to look back on in hindsight, how I could have let myself do that. At the time, I was working at my part-time job and doing the business as a side hustle. So I feel like in my head, because it wasn't official and I wasn't doing it full time, I just thought, oh, you know, I just don't need to track it. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I just thought, you know what? I don't need to track it. Like, this is not my full time job. I'll start doing that when I'm full time kind of thing. And let me tell you that if that is the thought pattern that you are having, don't don't let that be your thought pattern. It's definitely not the best thing to do, even if your business is not your full time job right now in the future it very well could become your full-time job and even if it doesn't it's just always best to keep track of what's coming in what's going out and I had tried using a few CRMs um, that is client relationship management for those who don't know so I had tried a few of those but none of them really stuck with me and a lot of them were American-based so they didn't have like the full Australian tax and you know all of those options for us Aussies. Um, but even if it, that wasn't the case, I just didn't really stick with any of them. I wish that I had even just had like a spreadsheet, you know, set up. Um, and this is something that I would recommend for you to do if you are earning money through your business and maybe it's the early stages or maybe even if you are, you know, far along in it. I mean, I know girls who have been their own bosses for like, I'm talking more than five years and they still use the same spreadsheet that they started with on Excel or whatever it is, because it's just so simple and it's so visual to look at. So what I would do for you, if I were you, is I would set up a spreadsheet so you can track your money, have your, your income column, your expenses column, and just make sure that you, you know, on Excel, you can have it so that the cells, you know, all add up. So in your income column, you could add all of your clients that you're working on or all of the projects that you're working on with the total amount of dollars that you are earning. 
So you can do this on like a weekly spreadsheet or you can do this on the monthly spreadsheet and it just gets you into the right mindset moving forward. And if you want to get into an even better habit, you could even start putting 10% of each invoice away for tax. Even if you don't actually need to be paying tax, even if you don't actually need to be paying tax, it just kind of gets you in the right mindset because again, this is a big mistake that I did. Um, and I will be talking about this. This is the second mistake um, is like not really taking tax into consideration. So even if you start putting that on your spreadsheet, it will just make you aware that the money coming in from the client is not entirely what you will be getting into your bank account or the profit that you will be making. That's not the entire profit. You need to consider tax and GST and even down the line, things like super and um, you know your hex loan and, and any other loan that you have to pay off and guys if you want to use my template that I use send me a dm on instagram at goodbosspodcast and I'm more than happy to flick that your way it's honestly such a great template it's super simple super visual just to have a bit of an idea of how your month is tracking it's it's really the best thing ever so that was my first mistake was not actually tracking my money at all for the first year 2019 to 2020 And obviously today I am doing much better. I have my zero account set up. So obviously everything is tracked through there. And on top of having zero, I also have the spreadsheet. So I'm I'm on top of it now. It's taken a little while, but I got there in the end. So mistake number two, as I just mentioned a bit earlier, was not putting money away for tax. This is like, I, I really hope someone out there can relate to this with me. And that I'm not the only one, but I don't know if I just ignored doing this on purpose or if I really just didn't think about it at the time, but I didn't get into this habit from the start and I really, really wish that I did because again, getting into the right habit from day one just makes it so much easier moving forward because I kind of got into this mindset of like having the money come in from the invoice and being like, yay, I have X amount and I'm going to spend X amount without thinking, oh, hang on, I need to put 10% away of this invoice into a separate account. I just wasn't organized like that and wasn't thinking, you know, with my finance hat on. So that's something I really wish that I did. And tax is something that every law abiding citizen has to pay, whether you like it or not. It's just kind of getting used to the idea now and try not to cry because (laughs) it is sometimes very depressing, especially the bigger the invoice gets, obviously the bigger the tax part of it gets and it's just a little bit sad seeing your money kind of go away into a separate account but it is important and everyone has to pay so you just got to do your part and I often still to this day I price a service without even considering how much money will be lost to tax so I think that this is something that it is very important to keep in mind when you are kind of figuring out your pricing that you say to yourself okay well especially when you also have to start paying GST when you earn over 75000 You have to look at how much you're going to be paying for this particular project and say, wait, how much am I actually going to be losing, or not losing, but having to pay to GST for my BAS statement and how much is going towards tax and all of those other things. So keep that in mind when you are actually pricing your services. This is something that I'm trying to do more recently because it's, like I said, it's so easy to be like, yep, $2,000 for that project. And then you end up in the long run with 1500 you know, after you've, or maybe not that much, maybe like sixteen or 1700 after you minus, minus, minus all of the taxes. 
One thing that I would definitely recommend as well is to talk to your accountant about your tax options because for a while I didn't even know that there was such a thing as PAYG, which is pay as you go, where it is such kind of like afterpay. I mean, we all, all of us millennials love afterpay. It's a system of payment, paying your taxes where you can pay them quarterly instead of waiting till the end of the financial year and getting this big bill from the ATO you can actually pay it as you go. And some of you might be listening and might be saying, oh, that's really obvious, Co. Like, obviously that exists. But I guess I had never really considered it for my business. I didn't really know what the parameters around that was. So now I'm kind of onto it and I've spoken to my tax accountant about it. And we've both kind of come to the realization that it is the best option for me. Because if I just have my money sitting there in an account and it's adding up, adding up, there's just no point. And I would just rather pay it off bit by bit instead of having that big big bill um, at the end of June so that's a really really great option so mistake number three and this is a really important one as well is not actually goal setting or even consulting with my accountant to project my income and setting goals to move forward to or to move forward with goal setting when it comes to money especially is so so important it really keeps you on track for what you are aiming for for what you want to make in this quarter or in this year or in this month so I usually kind of regroup and set money goals every quarter sometimes I will do it monthly but monthly I don't know things can really change month to month so I kind of try and look at it on a three-month basis and say okay this is how much I want to make for these three months and I write it down in my spreadsheet And then after the three months, I'll actually go back to the spreadsheet and write down what the actual amount was that I made for those three months so that I can kind of compare and see if I am reaching my goal because there's no point of actually writing down a goal and then forgetting about it and not kind of keeping up with yourself and seeing if you actually made it or not. And if you did, that's amazing and you can celebrate. But if you didn't, then you can kind of go back in those months and see what went wrong and see what you can improve so that you can reach it for the next quarter. And something that you can do is you can break down your months into how many services or how many products you want to sell in order to reach your goal. So let's say you want to reach $10,000 for the month and most of your services are about the two to $3,000 mark. Well, you can say to yourself, okay, I need to book three of these, or sorry, four of these services for the month in order to reach that 10k goal so then you know exactly what services or what products you really need to be marketing on that you really need to be pushing Um, it just makes it really clear when you look at your business structure and look at what services are going to be most profitable which ones that maybe you can kind of put to the side for a bit or maybe it makes you realize that you need to up your prices so that you can reach that monthly target. In terms of projecting goals and money goals, speaking to an accountant at the start of my Coco Studio journey would have gotten me onto the right foundation from the very, very start. And it's it's something that I really would recommend everyone to do is to have a meeting with an accountant you know, as early as you can in your business journey, because they are going to potentially help you avoid make the mistakes that I have done from, you know, not tracking your money, not putting money away for tax, and then of course, not setting any goals. So if you find yourself a good accountant, they should be essentially sitting down with you and giving you all of those tips moving forward 
so that you are setting yourself up on the best foundation that you can have in order to really progress and really make smart money decisions, which is what we all want to be doing. And they can also provide a lot of clarity and support. I mean, I just love my accountant so much. I can message her anytime if I have like an issue with zero, for example, because it is a bit of a, I guess, a little bit hard when you're starting out on zero to kind of figure out how it works. So sometimes I'll just send her a text and be like, oh, how do I customize this on my invoice? Or how do I do that? Um, how do I check my profit and loss chart and she'll just get back to me and let me know and we have meetings usually every few months to catch up and see how I'm tracking so it's something that if you have the money to spend on and I know not everyone has the money for an accountant but if you find the right one it is so worth it like I cannot stress this enough I know that a lot of creative business owners out there will agree with me it's pretty much the first thing that most creatives will outsource as bookkeeping and you don't necessarily need to have a bookkeeper per se every month doing your invoices and doing your bank reconciliations for you I mean you can do that yourself because and I would actually recommend doing all that yourself at the beginning because it really gives you a good understanding of what's happening and how you're tracking but what I'm saying is if you have someone that you can catch up with over a coffee and have a meeting with them maybe once a quarter so that they can check in with you and see how you're tracking it's it's really really great I actually found my accountant through a client of mine so I was very lucky because I could see kind of the proof that this accountant was really really great because my client has such a thriving and successful business and they have such a great working relationship and I was like that is what I want so I personally didn't go for like the H&R block or those big franchises sometimes I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect with them and a bit of a lack of personal relevance or I don't know really what it is maybe it's just me but I prefer talking to someone one-on-one and not necessarily dealing with a full-on franchise or a full-on company that's dealing with like hundreds and hundreds of different you know clients and you kind of just become like a number to them This particular accountant of mine, she has quite a small repertoire of clients. So that makes me feel very happy that I am one of them because I know that I am in good hands. So I know that this episode was supposed to mention only three mistakes, but something else has come up as I'm kind of thinking about all of this. And to me, this is really important to note here. And it's the fact that I was not setting high enough money goals. So what I mean by this is I wasn't, when we're talking money and goals in terms of how much you want to make per month, I think a big mistake that I made is actually not reaching high enough. So for example, I might set myself a goal of earning $5,000 a month. And like, that's great to be able to earn that much a month. But the reality is that you could be earning so much more. And one of the things that I wish I did earlier was give myself a goal of let's say $10,000 a month because then it really allows you to knuckle down and think differently and think outside of the box as to how you can reach that amount. And honestly, this is one of those cliches, but anything is possible if you set your mind to it and work really hard and set those high goals. But obviously, if your goal is $5,000, you're going to be thinking of that $5,000 number. You're going to be aiming just for that. And the reality, like I said, let me tell you, is that it is so easy to earn more than that. And even if it's not, just the fact that 
you are aiming higher will get you to push even harder and work even harder and do whatever you can to reach that goal. So what I used to do, like I said, is set that $5,000 mark. And now I'm like, you know, F that. I'm going to be earning for $10,000. i am going to be earning for fifteen, dollars for 20000 a month. And I know that may sound crazy and it probably is. But like I said, if you don't aim high enough, you will never think to yourself that it is even a possibility. So even just telling myself, you know, my goal for this quarter is going to be X. It's going to be like, okay, what am I going to do now to actually earn that? Can I up my prices? Can I, you know, introduce a new service to my business? And that's actually what I did with my design intensives is for a few months, I was earning X amount per month and I kind of started realizing that it wasn't enough and I wasn't earning enough to have a good chunk of money to put in my savings because my partner and I are really trying to save for a house deposit right now. So having that low kind of goal, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and aim higher what can I do to actually be earning more? And that's when your brain starts thinking and your, you know, every moment that I had, I was like thinking, thinking, thinking about finance. What can I do? And I came across this whole design intensive thing and it's design intensives. If you're a designer and if you're listening to this, it is such a profitable business idea and project structure to use in your business. It is, it has helped me honestly double my monthly income, which is absolutely insane so make sure that you don't make the same mistake as me set the biggest unrealistic goal for your monthly income or for your quarterly income or even your annual income and you will see that once you start setting those goals it slowly starts to become a reality and a possibility and it makes you think and it makes you work and you will get there so that was my fourth thing I wanted to add in there And just to recap what we've talked about, number one, make sure that you are tracking your money from the very beginning, set up your spreadsheet. Like I said, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll send you and I'll flick you mine. It's so great. It's so easy, so simple. And it just allows you to keep track of what you're earning. And it helps make sure that you're not spending more than you earn, which can happen. I've been there. Um, Number two, make sure that you're putting money away for tax. Even if you don't need to be paying tax right away, like I mentioned, it just gets you in that right mindset. Because if your business keeps growing and keeps evolving and you start earning more and more and more, you will 100% have to start paying tax at some point. So it's just good to get into that habit, into that mindset of knowing that the money that you're getting in directly from your client is not your profit. That is just your gross revenue and you need to consider all those other things that go into it. Number three, set your goals and reach for the bloody stars. Like, again, it's such a cliche, but the higher of the goals you set, the higher you will actually reach those goals and be able to get there. So make sure that you're setting goals. Make sure that you are reflecting on the past. Every kind of quarter, I would say, is a good time to do it. So four times a year and project your income for the next quarter. Project those goals if you can chat with an accountant, maybe have a consultation meeting. Even if you just have one meeting and one meeting only with an accountant, it will just give you so much clarity and so much support and get you onto that right mindset moving forward and also get you into those good money habits moving forward. And yeah, reach high. I mean, money is such an exciting 
daunting, nerve-wracking thing in business, especially when you're working for yourself. But if you can do those things I've talked about today, you are going to be all good, my friend. Honestly, you're going to be fine. And if I've made all those mistakes and I'm still managing to keep my head above water today, you will be fine. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and I really hope that you have taken something away, something really valuable. Maybe it's helped you think of something that you hadn't thought of before. Um, So yeah, I'm going to leave you here. I hope that you enjoy your weekend and I will see you guys on Tuesday. Oh, but before I go, of course, I have to do my housekeeping. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you don't miss when a new episode is released moving forward. Make sure to follow my new Instagram at Podcast. It's so much fun. There's so much happening over there. I'm going to be posting more than just when the episodes get released. You know, it's going to be a real community and I'm so excited about it. There are lots of exciting guests in the pipeline for Tuesday episodes. So keep a lookout for that. If you think that someone that you know would enjoy this episode, share it with them and they might get something out of it as well. But I'm going to leave you guys here. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on Tuesday. Bye.